This is our second session now on Ephesians 4, 17 to 24, and we're going to focus on the futility of their mind. Now this I say and testify in the Lord, that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do. So you are Gentiles ethnically, but now in Christ, you're a new breed of people. And so we're talking about Gentiles who are not in Christ here, what you used to be. And here's the first thing he says about that walk. No longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their mind. I'm going to pause right there. This, which follows, will tell us a lot about their understanding and their alienation from God and the ignorance that is in them because of the hardness of their heart. That's all coming, and that's so crucial to explain the futility of the mind. But before we do that, let's get the bigger picture of what this word futility means and why Paul might say this and how it relates to the bigger picture of humanity and all of our futile conditions. So, Father, as we step back, get the bigger picture, show us both the hope and the tragedy of having futile minds when we are not in Christ. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So what does futility mean in Paul's thinking? Here's one of the clearest illustrations from 1 Corinthians 15, 17. If Christ has not been raised from the dead, or if he has not been raised, your faith is futile. Same word. And you are still in your sins. In other words, futility is when the mind or the faith or whatever the uh, reality is you're focusing on doesn't accomplish what it's designed to accomplish. In other words, it, it's there in vain. It's there empty. It doesn't do what it's supposed to do. Faith is designed to deliver us from uh, the wrath to come and to help us overcome death and get rid of our sins. And, and this says, if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. Faith doesn't accomplish what it's designed to accomplish if Christ hasn't been raised. So now we go back and we say, the mind doesn't accomplish what it was designed to accomplish. Our minds are futile. The Gentiles' minds, that's all of us, are futile. That is, the mind was designed for something as God made it, and it is now futile. It doesn't achieve what God made it to achieve. So what might that be? 1 Corinthians three nineteen to 20. The wisdom of this world, so the use of the mind, from those who are in the world, these would be the Gentiles, the wisdom of that mind is folly with God, for it is written, he catches the wise in their craftiness. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts, this is what the mind does, of the wise, they are futile. The thoughts of the wise are futile. What the mind was designed to do, what wisdom is supposed to do, what thinking is supposed to do, it doesn't do. It's futile. It's empty. It ends up in a rat hole. And specifically, what is that? 
1 Corinthians 1.21. Since in the wisdom of God, the world did not know God through its wisdom, that's what the mind fails at. The mind fails to know God through its wisdom. And so it pleased God through the folly of what we preach to save those who believe. We're not going to go through the world pretending to be wise philosophers who give you a new philosophical system by which you can be saved. We're going to preach Christ, and that's how he will save people in spite of their pretentious wisdom, their philosophical and rhetorical flourishes. And notice, it is in the wisdom of God that the world did not know God through wisdom. God, in some way, ordained that the world's wisdom would fail. What's that referring to? Let's go to Romans 8. This is the most fundamental passage about the futility of this life. The creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility. There it is. The creation, that's the mind and the body and the earth and the solar system and the galaxies, body, soul, spirit, everything that was created was subjected to futility. That is, it doesn't work. It's not going to where it was designed to go. It doesn't accomplish what it was originally designed to accomplish. And God did this. This is, this is in the wisdom of God the world fails to know God through its wisdom. This creation was subjected by God. And the reason we know it's by God here and not the devil or Adam and Eve is because it says it wasn't willingly but because of him who subjected it in hope. That's God. God is subjecting the creation to futility in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and futility and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. So how does this subjection to futility that keeps the mind from knowing God and achieving what the mind was designed to achieve, how does that come about? How does that manifest itself? Two more brief texts. Just a few verses earlier from our text, or I guess two chapters earlier from Ephesians 4. You were dead in the trespasses, in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air. So the pattern of the world and the devil the spirit that is now at work, this spirit is the spirit of Satan, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. How? How's he working? What's he doing? Among whom we all once lived in the, and then this is, this is the description of how he's working. This demonic work is explained in the passions of our flesh. And then he expresses that in two ways, carrying out the desires of the body, the desires of the body and of the mind. 
So the devil is at work in the Gentiles, that is, all the nations, Jews and Gentiles now in the same category, outside Christ. He's at work in that. They're all children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. This is all of us before Christ, before we were brought into union with Christ. That prince of the power of the air is at work. He works in and through passions of our flesh, and that flesh is more than body. It creates desires, and those desires are expressed bodily, and they are expressed mentally. The brightest philosophers outside Christ are in the grip of the flesh and are being led by Satan. They can still say some truth, but by and large, it's going to be misleading because it's not going to have Christ at the center and God at the top. Which then brings us to this dramatic statement in Romans 8, 7. The mind of the flesh, which I take to be this uh, right here, the passions of the flesh giving rise to desires of the mind, the mind that, it, that is ruled by the desires of the flesh is what we're talking about here. The mind of the flesh, that is the mind minus the Spirit of God, is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot, and that is described as futile. That is an absolutely dead end street. It's going nowhere good. God gave us minds that we might know him. Then he subjected the whole world to futility under the curse of Adam, and now we must be saved by grace through faith. And here's one last observation from our texts. So, don't walk as the Gentiles, because the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind, and what is needed is be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Isn't that a remarkable phrase? We'll talk more about that later, but right here, just know that the mind can't accomplish anything but futility because it has a spirit, that is, it has a bent, it has an inclination, it is the mind of the flesh, it is under the influence of the devil, and therefore the mind can't do what it was designed to do, namely to know God and his ways, and therefore the mind is futile. And I'll just say one last word about why this word futile here. I mean, he could have said, don't walk as the Gentiles walk in the evil of their mind or the corruption of their mind. And he says futility of their mind, meaning the mind longs in every human to think thoughts that would bring it happiness, right? People use their minds to try to find a way for the body and the soul to be happy. And the mind fails, it's futile, which is so hopeful because that means Paul is thinking here not in terms of mere evil, so a mind that's evil becoming good, but a mind that's futile becoming fruitful in finding happiness. That's the great thing implied in futility. So, 
Don't walk as the Gentiles in the hopeless dead-end street of the use of their carnal mind. 